Hey, chiropractors, we're ready for another modern chiropractic marketing show with Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing strategies, content marketing, direct response marketing, and business development with some of the leading experts in the industry. Hey, docs, welcome to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. This is your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, and today, I have a coaching call. We're going to have Dr. Heather Champion on the podcast, and we really dissect out um, this launch strategy for her, uh, opening up a new practice in a town she's familiar with, but we wanted to get started with a great content marketing strategy. And so uh, you'll hear me asking quite a few questions, getting as much information as I can, and then we devise what I think is the best plan uh, for her to really get that uh, fuel going of the content and how to distribute it out and which you know mediums are going to be best and how she can go about doing it. And so um, I've enjoyed these uh, kind of coaching call podcast episodes. We've done a handful now recently, probably do some more. And I felt like this was a really good learning experience, not only for someone that's going to be opening up a practice, but you can get a lot out of it if you're currently in practice, own a practice, or trying to build a patient base working in a practice, and you just haven't done much yet with content, this will be a great episode for you to kind of learn where you could potentially start. And so here is my call with Heather Champion. All right, welcome to the show, Heather. I really appreciate your time today. I've, I've been actually enjoying these kind of uh, coaching calls in a sense and trying to distill some information and, and turn it into a plan. And I know today we're going to talk about something that actually a lot of people have an issue with. And when I had posted in my Facebook group, anybody that had some growth challenges, uh, you would email me with a really good topic. And that is really trying to piece together all of the information out there and actually developing a plan from a lot. And so we're going to dive into that today. But before we do, tell us a little bit about yourself personally and professionally, and then we'll go from there. Sure. Hi, I'm uh, Heather Champion. I'm the mom of a strong-willed five-year-old daughter. I'm active with the ACA. I serve on the Clinical Guidelines Review Committee. I've been a chiropractic associate for about five years now. I've worked for a couple different places, both a um, private location as well as the joint corporate, which I've enjoyed. But now I, I'm about four months out from opening my, my first office, my own place. And where are you located? I'm in the greater Nashville area. We just moved here a couple months ago from Florida. Oh, where'd you move from Florida? Uh, the Tampa St. Pete area. Oh, you went backwards. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, They call the people in Tennessee and North Carolina that have moved from Florida up to their halfway backers. I'm not, have you heard that term? And not yet. No. Yeah, it probably doesn't describe you, but all the New Yorkers uh, and such up in the Northeast came down to Florida and turned it into a, from a sleepy kind of area to a hustle and bustle area. And so they've left and they've gone halfway back. And that's North Carolina and Tennessee looking for a little more peace and quiet. They're going to have trouble finding it because it's growing like crazy here. <laughs> that's why it's growing like crazy. <laughs> not to offend our, our New York crowd, uh, obviously being in South Florida, I'm, I'm not one of them. I'm from here actually, but plenty of friends and family from that area. But yeah, cool. Nashville area. Love it. What town are you looking to open up in? 
So we're in Hendersonville, which mm-hmm. is just a little bit northeast of Nashville. Yep. And it's, it is really growing here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of our great colleagues, Jason Holm is there. Yes. I've looked up his practice for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Good area. Nice, nice family area too. Uh, Cool. That's exciting. So let's dive into it. You're going to leave and you're going to open up your own practice. What is that looking like right now for you? Where are you at in that stage? And and just give us a little bit of a, a footing here. Sure. So I've spent the last probably two years reading and listening to just about everything I can get my hands on Mm -hmm. as far as running a business, marketing, the whole nine yards. So my brain is just filled with information and not sure what to do with it. Mm -hmm. I am working with a, um, commercial real estate agent that I actually heard about. It's car real estate. I heard about it on the Ford podcast. Okay. So that's been really great. They work just with medical providers. Mm-hmm. So we've got a couple of places that we are in talks with the leasers, the landlords, mm-hmm. and I'm waiting to hear back today, actually. Oh, good. That'd be exciting. Yeah. yeah that's a big step in the process for sure. Yeah. And but yeah. Okay. So you got that going and then you've got a lot of information. One of the things that I've referenced before, I think I even posted it in my Facebook group and it was originally, I saw it from Joe Polish, who is a marketing guy. Part of my whole marketing start is because of him. Interesting little story where uh, a lot of people know I joined Strategic Coach back in 2013 and that's an entrepreneur coaching group. And I think it was 20, early 20, no, late 2014, they sent out a letter, Strategic Coach did just mentioning Joe Polish and his whole genius network and everything like that. So then I started following his information and and he does a lot of marketing for everybody else, but I definitely owe a lot to the information that he provided. And one of those things he shared on Facebook a couple of years ago was this meme that showed on one side, a bunch of dots everywhere. And, And the title of that image was information. And then next to it was a bunch of dots that were connected. And on the top of that, it said knowledge. And and I thought that was a pretty keen observation of of what's out there right now. And it can be challenging because we're in a information overload time. It it just is. I think about even not to to date myself, but at at 41, I'm, I'm at a unique age where I remember having to go to the library to research stuff for things. And I remember being I vividly remember this. I was at Logan and it was student clinic. I was probably try seven or eight. And someone said something like, you should Google that. And I was like, what's Google? And they laughed at me. You know, I had no idea. But again, that was like 2004 or three or something. I remember the day where it was hard to come, harder to come by information. And then now we're in a day where it's, it's, it's excessive in a lot of ways. And if we're not careful, our head's going to spin. And that meme really, to me, summed it up. Uh, does that sound about where you're at now? <laughs> Spinning head? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so we got to really refine it and and turn it into knowledge and, and frankly, a strategy to get going. And, and that's what we're going to try to to do today. Because there, there is, even like, for instance, my Facebook group, the Modern Chiropractic Market Group, there's a lot of information in there, but it's not necessarily the dots aren't all connected. Uh, the podcast, a lot of information, obviously, but not necessarily the dots connecting. And that's why we did something like the Chiropractic Success Academy the coaching is just because we can obviously connect those dots. And you can do that on your own. It's a little more challenging, but you got to really get clear 
on a few things. So I think that's where I want to start with you today. Does that sound pretty good? Sounds good. Good. Before I do ask you some other more pointed uh, questions, is there like one particular concern you have, you feel like as a whole in your knowledge going into this whole thing? I would say the whole like financial budgeting tax aspect of it. I definitely plan to hire out, so to speak for Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. But in the beginning I have, I have a set amount of money and that amount of money has to be spread across everything Mm -hmm. with no idea when I'm going to start bringing money in. Yeah, no, I I get it. (laughs) That's that whole cash flow thing, which is tricky. Now, are you going to be in network with insurances or are you not sure yet? Uh, Probably not. Yeah. Okay. Which I asked that question because in network, you're going to have a lag in reimbursement. So you got to take that in consideration. Whereas if you're cash, there won't be a lag. Now there might be a lag in people actually coming in. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a different story. But at least if, if 10 people come in with insurance versus 10 people coming in with cash, the the cash is coming in 10 people right now versus insurance. It could be a month or two. And so you got to take that in consideration. So it makes it easier in that regard. Now, do you feel, you don't have to give me any numbers, but do you feel comfortable with the working capital that you will start out with? Yes. Perfect. And then have you heard any of the podcasts I've had with Christine Odell or Holly Tucker at all? I've heard pretty much every single podcast. All right. <laughs> Good answer. Good. Good answer. I like but there's a couple different ways uh, of doing the finances of it. And I'll give you Both of them are great resources. You can listen to them again. We've even had the business summit where Holly had a great talk on the profit first model of and how it relates to chiropractic. And then Christine Odles is more of the emergency accounts, uh, sinking fund, operating account. And then I recently had heard Donald Miller break down the profit first and then what he does. And it's in line with what I do. And so you have your operating account. And you want to keep a certain amount in there and and, and a range. Maybe it's no no less than 10,000 and no more than $20,000 in there. Okay. And I like, I do the analogy that the author of Profit First gives with the toothpaste. Have you heard that one? No. Yeah. It's if you had a whole tube of toothpaste, you're just like pouring that stuff on your toothbrush, like with reckless abandon to brush your teeth versus when it gets to the very end, you're like just getting enough on there to do the job, to get your teeth brushed. It's the same way. If you have just endless, like a lot of money in your operating account with no plan for it, you tend to spend spend frivolously and and not think about how to utilize your money appropriately. No matter what your revenue coming in, you don't want to keep a ton in your operating account, at least for most people. Some people have discipline. It's fine. I'm not here to say it's absolute. Nothing's absolute, but just to give you some feedback, that's the way uh, I do it. And then you have an emergency fund, which is the same as account with probably at least two months of uh, expenses in there. If if you have to work your way up to it, fine, but that's where we're at a couple months of expenses in there. And then a sinking fund for anything that's going to be bigger, you know, bigger ticket items. Some people call it a a big expense fund, right? Uh, It's if you want to pay your malpractice when it's due, like the whole amount for a year, you would do that in that account. Cause sometimes if you pay it all, you save a little bit. If you need to buy a piece of equipment, all that type of stuff, especially when you're starting out, like not everybody buys everything right out of the gates and, and some do, but not everybody does. So then it's okay. 
when I have enough money, I'd have the laser. When I have enough money, I'd like to have another table. When I have enough money, I'd like to have this piece of rehab equipment. And so that's what a sinking fund would be. So you're just putting extra money into that consistently to build up that fund for bigger purchases. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Yeah. I definitely have that. I've looked through Mm -hmm. the roadmap, obviously the doing it right book. And I have those planned, but it's hard to plan those when you don't know yet what your funds are. Mm -hmm. I have a budget of what I'm looking at as far as the buildings, but I don't know what they're going to be just yet. Yeah. And you got to work through that. And that's going to, you know, be part of your, there's, there's going to be the startup cost of a practice. And then there's going to be your, obviously the cash flow going into that. And then you got to plan out what you think reasonably, how much you might be in the red month one and, you know, month two. Uh, and, and that's a reality in a lot of situations, right? There are situations where people rent a room out of, out of a gym and they don't have to pay themselves because their spouse is making some money so they can hold off. And so they're probably not in the red, but if you're leasing a, your own space and you got to buy furniture and equipment and computers and all that, you're going to have some overhead. Mm-hmm. So you probably want to build in what you think is going to be in the red for however many months. And, and that's going to be where your working capital that you start out with covers that. Does that make sense? Oh Yeah. Yeah. And it's a lot of projections. It's hard to dive into all the details of that. Now there's just so many variables, but that's where you want to get started with. And then just know what is it like, how much are you going to charge? How much are you going to charge for a new patient in a cash? And then, so what do you think is an office visit average going to be like, what's how many new, pay, how many offices is it going to take to break even? Like you could start to reverse engineer that based on the practice analytics, right? and go from there. So I would definitely get squared away on the finances. I wouldn't really spend a whole lot of money on marketing. Okay. I would wait because I think there's a lot of great marketing you can do for free that works and obviously boots on the ground. Okay. Of course. So let's transition a little bit. My next question would be is like, what's going to be your target audience or that really, you know, clearly defined audience that you're going to try to have as a patient base? Yeah. My target market is going to be the active female. I would love to eventually work in with dancers and Mm -hmm. kind of specialize in that's a little bit of my background and around in this area, there's not a ton of female chiropractors. So that'll be a nice niche for me. That'd be perfect. And I do know the area uh, a fair amount. I've been there and have some friends there and stuff. Have you considered the competitive cheerleading world? All right, docs, here is a new opportunity for you from Darcy Sullivan of Propel. She is our SEO specialist in helping out many chiropractors uh, with their search engine optimization and making sure Google is finding you and getting you new patients. It's amazing how many new patients chiropractors can get and are getting when they do uh, the SEO right and a few other things. And Darcy is offering a free SEO workshop just for chiropractors, and you can sign up for that at bit.ly, bit.ly slash propel MCM. That is bit.ly, bit.ly, propel MCM, modern chiropractic marketing, right? And so check out that link. And we're going to have you go over five SEO secrets to owning the first page of Google uh, without buying ads. And Darcy's going to give that free workshop one hour to really help grow your practice and start churning new patients from the ever mighty Google, which is still king in the online marketing. So check that out at bit.ly slash propel MCM for the one hour free workshop. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. I know there's a lot of that there. 
Yes. It's, it's big here. And then because of Nashville, there's a lot of backup dancers, Mm -hmm. gymnasts, all that as well. Yeah. There's a lot of the competitive cheerleading there. And that's, that is in the realm of dancing. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's a similar patient population, similar activities, similar injuries, uh, similar need for someone like you to, to help them out. It, it is a sport. I've made that mistake and had that debate with uh, a competitive cheerleader before and I lost. So it is a sport. <laughs> oh, definitely. So, definitely. Yeah, if it's competitive, it is. They are athletes. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. Cause I, my, in my defense, I was thinking of palm cheerleading at like high school. Competitive cheerleading is a whole other animal for sure. All right, good. So it seems like you're very clear on your audience, right? So that's the first thing of, of getting very clear on probably four to five of those types of audiences. And then that audience builder in the book is great to distill out, okay, where are you going to find these people? What are the similar psychographics? So like, for instance, the psychographics of a dancer is very similar to competitive cheerleading in different groups. And you're going to find them in different areas and all that, but it's similar in a lot of ways. Now that's where you're going to get clear on that. And then you work on your messaging, right? What are the issues that those people have? A lot of extremity things, ankle mm-hmm. sprains, shoulder yeah. issues, mm-hmm. uh, spondies. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, the back and, and you get a lot of those extension injuries. And mm-hmm. um, so you start to highlight those things. You really get very clear on what they struggle with. And you need to separate yourself from all the other chiropractors and, and folks out there. For instance, like right now, we're doing this big campaign in our office where we're shooting eight to 10 minute long kind of show and tell videos of different conditions. And we're getting it out on our website to email, all these different things. And we're trying, our ultimate goal is to try to educate our patients that we treat a lot of different types of conditions. And, and it's been pretty remarkable with how many of our current patients or past patients didn't realize we treated plantar fasciitis, which was one that we just did a video we did. And I was like, I'm shocked by that because we get a lot of patients with it. But when you think about it, a lot of people just put you in the bucket of a chiropractor and you work on neck and back, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to do things out there with writing blogs, shooting videos, so posting on show, social media, having those types of conversations about those extremity issues that cheerleaders and dancers and, and all that deal with, right? and show them what you do, how you evaluate it, how you assess it, how you treat it, what's different between what you do and the orthopedist. And so what are some of the philosophical conflicts that, that Don Miller would ask about this person that knows they have an ankle injury, knows they need to go see someone about it, but why the heck are they going to see you over the orthopedist? I know why, but do they know why? And putting that into words is, mm-hmm. is tough and can be mm-hmm. tedious. All of the like I've been looking into writing content, right? Mm-hmm. Cause that's yeah. a great marketing tool. And it, it's like writing like 25 book reports on mm-hmm. books you've read 15 times, but yeah. you still have to read the book again. Cause your final grade depends on it. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's so much information. Yeah. How do you feel that. on, how do you feel on video? Nervous. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I am a big fan of it as far as a marketing tool, but to actually do it. It's terrifying. Yeah. I think you'd be very good at it. And it's always like implementing that four C's that strategic coach talks about. It's making the commitment to it, having the courage to work through the weirdness of it and being awkward 
and then you get a capability and you're not going to be a Hollywood celebrity and have the, you're not going to be an A-list actor. Yeah. Only if you do the Y strip, but. Oh God. (laughs) uh, So you'll, but you will gain a capability and then you'll become confident at it. And I always use this podcast as an example of me working through that, where I made the commitment to do it had the courage to record and, and actually submit it out into the, the atmosphere of Wi-Fi and people to listen to it. And then after I would say 20, 30 episodes, I've had a capability of it. And now I'm confident in it. Or it's the same thing with you going to chiropractic school. You made the commitment. You had the courage to work through the four years of it and all the testing and all that stuff. And now you have, like when you got out, you had a capability of being a chiropractor. You might probably weren't confident in year one or two, but now you're probably getting there. <clears throat> um, I, I probably didn't feel confident until I was probably year eight. And I still, there's some things I'm not confident about with it, but in the same respect, it's that. So you got to just apply that and know that if you make the commitment and maintain the courage, because it's what Dan Solomon talks about is like, everybody has the, the fear of things. It's just some people have the courage to overcome that fear, Right. I remember hearing him talk about a soldier has every, every soldier on that, in that battle is fearful, but some have more courage than others. And you can apply that to, to almost anything. And so you will develop a good capability because I think the quickest way to establish yourself as an expert, especially when you go into a new community and you're trying to build a practice would be through video from an, from a, a digital standpoint. And then the second way is just getting the heck out in the community a ton. And luckily by the time you open and everything, and I know the area where you're at, like COVID's not going to be a big hindrance at that point. People are maskless and, and meeting and all that type of stuff like they are down here. So I don't think it's going to be a hindrance for you. All right. We got a new special from Cairo up specific for modern chiropractic marketing listeners, you are going to get 15% off your monthly subscription for your first year with ChiroUp. And with ChiroUp, you're going to have access to condition-specific patient reports with online and mobile access, best practices protocols for over 100 conditions with video tutorials, clinic dashboard with key practice stats and outcomes, and auto-generated MD initial and release summaries, plus much more. And uh, I think it's a great supplement to your overall content marketing strategy. And all you need to do is go check out them at bit.ly, B-I-T L-Y slash MCM, and you can get 15% off for a full year. And if you do that and you email me, Kevin at moderndeskjockey.com, I will uh, throw in a 30-minute consult call with you uh, to go over how you can utilize some of this to supplement your content marketing to help grow your practice. So check that out at bit.ly, bit.ly slash MCM, as in Modern Chiropractic Marketing. Check that out for 15% off your yearly subscription. Yeah, and there's a big outdoor community here as well. So a lot of farmers markets and and hiking groups and all that like outdoor classes and outdoor exercise classes so Mm -hmm. all that'll be a great opportunity i think for me the biggest struggle with video and with getting started with some of that stuff is just the mom aspect of my life getting my kid up and getting her dressed Mm -hmm. and fed and then i've had to wear a mask for a year so Mm -hmm. i haven't worn a lot of makeup so now i've got to put on makeup and do my hair before i can be on a video Well, you got to do that before you go to work too, don't you? Uh, and I still wear a mask at work, so mm-hmm. ponytail and yeah. no makeup. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
where are you currently? What town are you currently in? So we live in Hendersonville, okay. but I drive about an hour That's to what work. I, I work in. Yeah, yeah. where are you? I'm working in Clarksville and Mount Juliet. So sure. about an hour north and an hour south. That'd be nice not to have to drive. Yes. Guess what? When you open up your own practice in Hendersonville, you have two hours a day that you didn't have before. Yes. So I, I think I think that's plenty of time to shoot a shoot four to six videos a month, right? Yes. And and it doesn't have to be four to six a week. It's so you you'll you'll be able to find a time. All right. And, and time to put on the makeup. <laughs> but I guess I, I think narrowing in, we've talked about having all this information out there. What the heck do I do? I would say if you haven't done it yet, which I'm sure you have, but I would revisit it. I would really work through that audience builder exercise and just hone in on those groups, get very clear on the messaging. And then I would double down on video topics around that. I would start building out your YouTube channel. So as the roadmap would say is you obviously got to have a plan. That's part one. And then two, you've got to get really clear on your audience and your message. Three is you got to have content. And then four is the you want to leverage the distribution channels. So I would say to boil down your plan, it would be to get very clear on what your marketing plan is going to be once you launch and for the rest of the year. I would I would work through that audience builder to get very clear on the audience and the messaging. I would use for the content creation standpoint, I would really focus on video. You can do some of the other stuff as well, but I would go deep on video and just put all of the hangups you have about it to the side and you'll work through that. You'll get better. And then we got to start building out our distribution channels because even if you create good content, you got to have the distribution channels and you got to do it effectively because that'll help build some of the audience. Okay. So you would build out your YouTube channel. I would make sure you start having your Facebook business page, right? I would get an Instagram going and then obviously go ahead. I've started the Facebook and the Instagram, but it's pretty much just my logo so far. So it's a slow That's start. Fine. You got time. Yeah, you got time. How about a website? What's your plan for a website? So I have a like a get clear. It's a yeah, absolutely. That's my website. Yeah. Is. yeah John. Okay. No, so absolutely. I'm working on the content on that and just the mm -hmm. design of that. But again, it's tedious, but yeah. you know, I'm not open yet. So I've got the time. You got time. Yeah. And you get a good, nice message and clean looking good websites. So that'll be nice. And then that'll be a, a platform for you. You can start, you can have a whole section on there where the videos go directly on there. So when you shoot the video, I would upload it to YouTube. I would embed the YouTube video onto your website for that. I would then natively distribute the upload the video onto Facebook and Instagram and try to get it out there as much as you can. I would start if there's any groups uh, of dance or anything, uh, close Facebook groups in the area, things of that nature, I would do that. I would start a networking Google sheet. So I would take all those groups that you outline, like you're going to target and where you can find them. And I would have a like a document that's got a tab that says uh, referral directory. And I'll go through each one. The second tab would be top 20. The third tab would be farm club. And again, those the top 20 farm club is a strategic coach topic uh, or idea. And I'll break that down in a second. The fourth tab would be MD 
MDs. Are you going to try to do any MD marketing? Yes. Yeah. How about personal injury or dealing with any attorneys? Yes. The, in Florida, obviously that's really yeah. big. So I did that for a couple of years. So I have the experience in it. Perfect. So I, yeah, I'd have a fifth tab that says attorney attorneys. And then the, what, so going back the referral directory again, is when you have a patient that has someone that's involved in their health and performance that you can collaborate with. So an example would be you get that first dancer in and they have a dance coach teacher. (laughs) Yes. And it would probably behoove that. And a lot of your dancers are probably going to be under 18, I would assume early on. There's probably a, a high percentage of them. So let's say it's under 18 and you would ask the parent, obviously, if they're above 18, you, you could talk to them, but you can get permission. It's like, I'd really like an opportunity to talk to your dance teacher and just go over what we found and any restrictions or no restrictions, anything like that. Right. And, and you get clearance from that uh, parent or that dancer. And then you contact that person and you establish a relationship with that dance studio or teacher or whatever. And, and it's only, it's, you make that conversation about the patient and just, you're trying to be on the same page, but that will start to build a rapport with that person. And you can, at the end of the conversation, say, I work with a lot of dancers. I used to be one. I'd love to come by and introduce myself. Is there a time and day that I could do that? Most likely that person would say, yes, you set that up. And let's say the meeting goes well, that person now gets carried over onto your farm club. What the farm club is people that you've connected with that aren't patients but are potential referring partners of yours, but have not referred to you yet. Okay. And so then the goal is to cultivate them from the farm club into the top 20 or people that are actively referring you patients that aren't necessarily a patient. Okay. It's the dance studio. It's the CrossFit gym trainer. It's the MD. So once you start getting people that are consistently referring to you, they go into your top 20 and you got to work to cultivate that list even stronger. Okay. And then you got the MD and the attorneys, the MD, I build it out really with the intention of my staff having easy access to information of different doctors and alternative care providers that I refer out to. But then I also try to connect with them and try to get them into referring partners as well. Right. I Same love thing. the idea of the, the farm club. I do intend to, on my intake paperwork, have a space where people can write Mm -hmm. not only their regular primary care, but also, are they working with a trainer? Are they working with a coach? Mm -hmm. Athletic team. And and that's what it's like, personal trainers, yoga studios, coaches, golf, teaching professionals, running coach, running. There's a lot of different people that are involved in these folks' health or performance, and you can help be part of that team. Now, I always limit it to don't ask them for their financial advisor or or plumber (laughs) and reach out to the plumber and say, Hey, I look at a connect in the area. If you need a plumber for plumbing, great. That's fine. (laughs) In Tennessee, everyone is ready and willing to give every connection they have. And that's been really great here. Oh, it's phenomenal. But as for the purpose of the referral directory, uh, I limit it to more health and performance. No, they do. I do. But it gets a little weird when you say, Hey, I want your plumber's information so I can call them and Try to get them as a patient, <laughs> but yeah, so that's the, the essence of the referral directory. And then those carry over hopefully into your farm club. And then hopefully they graduate to the top 20. Okay. 
And so if you get really clear on who you're targeting and you have a, a dual attack of video and distribution of that and getting out into the community and meeting, you'll be surprised with how quickly you'll grow your practice. Okay. I can't wait. You're going to do good. I would say the last thing I'll say about it is I think in our heart of hearts and anybody out there listening to this is that we know what it takes to be successful in practice. We've seen enough people be successful in it. We just, too many have a real hard time with overcoming some of the things they're not comfortable with. And I said in the Facebook group a few weeks ago, but you really want to find that line of getting out of your comfort zone, but staying in the ethical zone. And that's really where I think we need to always be in. And I think in our heart of hearts, we know what it takes to do it, but sometimes we just make up excuses of why not to do it. And then we get frustrated that we're not achieving what we want to and other people are. So don't let that happen in the audience that's out there listening. Don't let that happen. I get it when people don't know what they don't know, but I know too many chiropractors that have a, a clear understanding of what they need to do and how to do it. And their messaging is good and they know who they want to target and all that, but yet they still don't get out in the community. They still don't shoot the video. They still don't write the blog. They, they just don't do it for whatever reason and then get frustrated. So don't let that happen. Yeah. I've been, I'll use the word lucky enough mm -hmm. to see in some of my experiences, the right way to do things as well as the wrong way to do things. Mm -hmm. So I've definitely learned what not to do over the years. And that's been almost a blessing I'll say. Yeah. yeah. And I think you got a lot going for you and being in that area of Tennessee is going to be good for you. It's uh, it's going to be a growing area for a long time. It's a great area. There's some little extra income, like it's a good spot. And so there's no reason why you can't thrive. Absolutely. Cool. Any particular questions for me at all? I think we pretty much covered everything. Okay. Yeah. I'll follow up with you to make sure you're doing those things. Um, <laughs> oh, no. but, but yeah, I know there's a ton of information out there, but I think just to recap, what I said is like, it sounds like you're clear on the audience, but maybe you can pick a couple more and then start working through some of those things they struggle with some of the things they don't, they don't want. Uh, to have happen. They don't want surgery. They don't want to be told they have to rest for eight weeks. They don't want to miss that competition. There's all these different things. They don't want to miss recital. So you really want to make sure that you're clear on all that. And then you got to really start, in my opinion, shooting some videos that tackle that and provide great value for them and then start building out your distribution channels. And then once you're ready to roll, you can get that out there. And then obviously you got to hit the grassroots marketing a lot. Okay. Yeah. I think those four C's are just my pitfall that I need to get yeah. over. I need to yeah. get the commitment and the courage and yeah. just go. Yeah. And you'll develop a, a strong capability if you do that. And I would probably just write out the four C's like on your you know wall in your office. <laughs> but I, I wish you the best of luck. I have no doubts that you're going to do great. Keep us updated on your progress. And again, feel free to reach out to me if you need anything. Okay. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Definitely. Have a good one. You too. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. 
Before you leave, make sure you check out our website. We've got blogs and podcasts and all kinds of great info at www.modernchiropracticmarketing.com. We also have a closed Facebook group of the same name where a lot of like-minded chiropractors are workshopping ideas and making sure that we have this continual advancement of marketing, business, mindset, and just growth of your practice. So check us out, modernchiropracticmarketing.com and the Facebook group of the same name.